it's tabletop time. I'm Dave, and I'm playing Delvin now, scrappy but lovable merchant. I'm Come your in. narrator for this season, Jazza. I am Jen, and I'm playing Catalina, the beautiful Demisian woman. And over here we have Grumpy Cat reincarnated in human <laughs> form. It's Rob playing the bold and the beautiful Brick, the Phelan cool bodyguard. Most bold, let's be honest. <laughs> the alliteration You're was... You're the one! You're all the one! No, there was three Bs in that bad boy. That was like, amazing. Well I spent done. a second being like, Brick isn't like Grumpy Cat, and then I realised you were introducing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real Grumpy Cat all along is Del- uh, it's Delvin. My brain just is inserting Delvin into every sentence. I think we're ready to I'm play. Ready to That's what that means. Let's play. do it. Why don't you delve into your recap uh, of what happened last session? <laughs> We, we 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 traveled into town and I spun some fast stories and avoided uh, my young companions getting scrutinized on the way through. That was not good. That was yeah, it was good. I think there, there's a bit of depth to go, but I actually think Catalina and Brick have a bit. Yeah, they they are more to cover there. more for them. Let's go with Brick next because I think we should save Catalina for the for last. Uh, I was having a good day until we went to the bar and Catalina destroyed my one precious happy memory <laughs> alright Catalina we entered the one the beautiful town of Glen, Glendavale Glen, yeah, Geldavale sorry my, my pronunciation of these places are awful <laughs> um, where we were approached by uh, Reginald who said that Ainsley had a place for us to stay in the city, and we are to accompany them to dinner. Um, before dinner, though, Catalina decided that it was finally time for her to share with her companions, who she now decides she trusts enough, um, a lot of the secrets that she has been holding. This included that uh, her magic ability, um, the messages she's been receiving from her mother, and the prophecy that has been inkling in the back of her head just a little bit, and she kind of thinks she's going a bit crazy, but it's fine. Um... And I put here in my notes that I don't trust anyone except my friends. (laughs) That's nice. Um, And then we arrived at the room where we would be delivering Medela. Awesome. Yeah. So I think uh, Rob Brick touched on it, but yeah, you uh, for the first time showed the party your magic. Yes, yes. So it's out there amongst you guys now, which is very cool to have have out there Hmm. sort of changes things up a little bit i think things are going to change up a little bit moving forward just because obviously we're coming to the end of our first leg of the the first quest i guess you could say but uh one thing worth pointing out uh that a lot of you who watched the last stream will have missed out on is there was actually a fairly major moment that i forgot uh at the end and actually we ran it in the after party which we do uh on discord with our patrons every week after Mm. our one shot I remembered and we're like, okay, guys, this is going to be different to our usual hangout and Q&A. We're going to fix the end of the chapter. <laughs> so we did like a 15-minute uh, little private session, which was really fun. And uh, for those of you who missed that, go back and watch it. But spoiler alert, basically, Brick had a moment of recognition with the person who was hosting everyone. This is Ainsley. And uh, really excited to show this off too because it was uh, this portrait was shown off at the end of an almost two-hour episode, whereas now I get to introduce everyone to Ainsley from the beginning who is hosting you all for dinner. Um, and that's where we're picking up, where we left off in Ainsley's 
mansion high in the towers of Geldervale. So, uh, speaking of picking up where we left off, let's jump right into it, beginning with um, the bustlings and busynesses of everyone preparing dinner. It looks like it's all coming together. Um, but basically, uh, it's like pre-drinks. Um, there's some there's some casual chill music out in the background. Basically, you can see people are sort of ushering you in and very excitedly sort of ready to play host. Um, and Ainsley sort of beckons you all in welcomingly. There's like a dozen or more people in the room. Most of them are servants. Um, but you recognise a couple of people from your... Uh, day so far. Uh, the one that you mentioned in the recap, whose name is Burger. <laughs> I love Burger. Is this Ainsley's man? Uh, yeah, Harold. Harold. Yeah, cool. Uh, Ainsley's Harold Burger. <laughs> That's it. So you've met Harold. Uh, and Elise has introduced herself mainly to Medela, who will be sort of taking over her care. Um, sort of kneels down and, and um, sort of gets to know her a little bit. Um, and also acknowledges Brick. Obviously, it seems that you know she notices that you're both attached and um, turns to, to you both and says, would you like me to show you where you'll be staying tonight? Uh, obviously, you've had a long journey. Uh, how, how have things fared for you both? This land is unstable. There is lots of conflict right now. You're absolutely right. Much karma up in the barrels where I'm from. Medela, would you like to uh, come have a look? We've made it as comfortable and as like home as, as Ainsley was able to garner from your aunt. And she um, guides you and says, you're welcome to come if you'd like. She says to Brick. And uh, walks you through. There's like a stairway as she walks you off to, to there. Meanwhile, in the room, Ainsley welcomes you with enthusiasm. Are there canapes? Yes. Okay. There are lots of canapes. Delvin's there is lots one of in food. each hand. But he's also holding a glass. So he's kind of juggling the... He's got a piece of food and a glass and another piece of food. The first thing you'll notice with the food is that there are options. It is clear uh, that there are three cultures being represented at this feast, uh, including in the canapes and in the drinks. Specifically, there are Barrowan foods, there are Thanissian foods and wines, and there are Phelan foods and wines oh, and drinks. Well, I've got a Barrowan beer with a Thanissian and a Phelan snack. The I've best the of each. It's really, like, honestly, it's super clear. You're like, my favourite food of any of those regions, it's it's there. Mm-hmm. And it, and to your I'm eyes, trying. Catalina, you can see it's, like, well done. People mm. struggle to get Thanissian wine and yeah. foods right. And this is as close as you've seen it in Great Ale. Mm. This is fantastic. Delvin is trying them all <laughs> to a fault. It seems you're finished after your journey. Welcome, welcome. I am Ainsley. You might have heard of me. Uh, certainly. Is he sitting or has he walked up to he, me? He, sta- he stands me, sort of. <laughs> Delvin, nice to meet you. I offer my hand after just licking, like, sauce off my fingers. <laughs> it's clear immediately that this person does not like being unclean. He... Takes a deep breath and holds out his hand and shakes it. Firmly, firmly grasp it and shake it up and down in a friendly, like a friendly firmly. But like just, it's not, I don't let him get away with this, the little like whimpering short quick I'm out. I grasp his hand, shake it vigorously and then let it go in a fr- okay. very friendly way. Okay, cool. But just like color, like blind to his 
um, distaste. Okay. He reserves his distaste, but he mm-hmm. shakes your hand back. A pleasure. And as, when, as soon as you finish shaking your hand, he uh, grabs a nearby like tablecloth for a place that has been set and as politely and subtly as possible, aggressively starts wiping his hand as he walks towards Catalina and, and bows. Welcome, Catalina. It's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, I trust pleasure. the journey has been kind to you. Yeah, the, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much. Your uh, blaze is immaculate. It's beautiful. Do I know much about Ainsley? You know nothing. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, make a general knowledge check. One, two, three, four, five, six, oh. five. Okay, with five, I'm going to say you know this man has a reputation in Geldervale. You've travelled through Geldervale before and he is one of the most well-known nobles in the city, um, mm-hmm. mainly for his wealth. Um, he seems to have one of the widest reputations for his trade, um, but also his affinity for gambling and horses. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But, he's tra- but you actually, I should have been a little more like lenient on this one for you in particular because his trade is art. So you pretty much everything you will have <laughs> dealt with, so yeah, no, when I, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. um, will have been associated through Greydell. It will have been connected to him in some way. So you, you know he's reputed. Yeah, great. Um, if you don't mind, um, when you have some time on your hands to spare for me, um, I have some paintings I'd love for you to just have a look over. Delightful. I would be pleased. I prefer nothing more than to look at paintings, but let's save it for after the meal and the, uh, entertainment, he sort of says. Entertainment? I have quite the evening prepared for you all to enjoy, as thanks for bringing dear Medela back safely. Let's switch away to the room upstairs with uh, Brick and Elise and Medela. You walk into a room that has been really lovingly prepared. And actually, for Brick's eyes, as close resembling a Phelan child room as you've seen in a long time, Mm -hmm. especially outside of Felmore. Um, So I don't know how you'd react emotionally if you're prepared or not, but... um, I would assume you might be impressed given that if this is in Great L. So. I would give an approving kind of... Hmm. Medela is delighted and she like does a few little spins around the room and twirls and picks up some of the linens on the floor that have these patterns and silks that, that resemble her family's, you know, colours. <clears throat> so she's delighted. Um, Elise turns to you and says... These conflicts you've been facing, I hope they haven't come too close to the girl. We've done our best to keep her out of it, but uh, we've had an interesting time, especially given the makeup of our group. Yeah, you do stick out like a sore thumb. Doesn't surprise me at all. Well, I'm sorry to hear if there's been any troubles. It's nothing we could not handle. That's great out for you. They're all a bunch of bricks, really. So, um, I know uh, from what I hear, you uh, fail and call aren't all that into food, but I believe we've tried to make sure there's something you might be a little more familiar with, because if, if there's anything I know about you a lot, there's probably not a lot that you've been familiar with in your journey. It has been an interesting experience. 
What have you learned? Anything pleasant? I know you've learned uh, how callous the the Graydon and some of these Eastern people can be. I have a great fondness for crispy bacon. <laughs> Aye. So a silver lining then. Very much so. Eggs I'm not sold on, but <laughs> crispy bacon. It's, it's nice and salty. Medela sort of runs back up. She's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> well, that's convenient then, because we've got quite the feast prepared for you all downstairs. You're going to love the entertainment, she says, and leads you downstairs. And things are quieting. The bustling is sort of resolving and centering towards the table. Now uh, there is a waiter uh, standing at several seats at an empty seat, holding it out ready for each of you to sit in, including Medela. And Elise is permitted to sit at the table. But it seems like this is based on her assignment. Otherwise, she probably wouldn't be invited. Um, and Ainsley beckons you all to sit down, sort of. You know, claps and for, to, for a hush in the room. There's some Thinnesian entertainers in the room that have been just doing some subtle harping um, that sort of dies down. And he welcomes you all to sit. Delvin uh, takes, I'm assuming it's like a set table setting. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a feast, banquet feast thing. It, it, and it's got the whole. Are the plates yeah. clean or like loaded or is it like they're clo- They're clean. Yeah. They're for so you to load your own. Delvin brings or like an extra plate that he's been eating canapes on and sits in a chair and puts the plate on top of the setting. Once again, with complete disregard to any kind of like order of business or anything. And uh, and then goes, Oi, Dalvin, uh, I've said, that's the every time my brain just says, Dal- I've got a brain parasite. This man is talking to himself. He says, Oi, Brick. Too much Brick. About Does Brick come mind. down the stairs? Yeah, they, they come down Brick, there. Brick, come sit next to me, mate. Come on. And I pat the chair next to me. Yeah, I'll sit next to Cool. Ainsley hold up, holds up a glass and ding, ding, dings it with his spoon. I would like to welcome you all to my abode and begin the evening's proceedings with thank you from the bottom of my heart for bringing dear Medela to us so that we can bring her to her aunt and to safety and, of course, bring more peace to these lands. Long have I desired to build connections and, and the good of the East to the West of Felmore. Long have those in the Eastern ruling positions made that quite difficult, and with recent tragedies, I'm saddened to say a lot of the progress that we've made as far as connecting with our failed friends has been tarnished. But with our work together, I believe we can restore some of this peace if we embrace where we are all from and bring each of us the peace of ourselves that makes the world and the tapestry of it a little more special. So I would like to dedicate this evening's proceedings to our future work together. Enjoy. The evening's proceedings begin. The lights somehow dim. (laughs) (laughs) And some Phelan music begins. Where the two Phelan cool soldiers standing by the door by this stage had centred themselves in an area that seems to be arranged to be a little bit more of an open space and stage. And two other... Phelan dancers come out and the two soldiers start doing a kata, a traditional warrior's dance for their soldier preparation. Now it's clear, especially to Brick, that this isn't a uh, a dance, 
but the way that it is done with such ferocity and precision and the way the beautiful male and female Phelan dancers around them work in choreography with their motions, it really is a, a side of fearsome beauty. The way they're all dressed with the traditional Phelan clothes and even the sense of the room are sort of shifted to this and you can... If you look behind you or around you, you can tell that some incense was sort of burnt to just sort of enhance this. And Ainsley's sort of sitting back and just he picks up with each stage, as you'll see, picks up something, whether it be a piece of food and a, a drink from that region, and just seems to relish being transported. And every now and then just sort of glints his eyes across at you all, particularly in this case, Brick and Medela, um, with a sort of inspection of how you're responding. How are you responding? I would like to be very keenly watching the two phalanxes going through their carter. I, w- I would like to perceive if they're doing well. I would like you to make the role you would make doing a carter as your perception. Um, with with perception or my... No, no, you, so your actual fighting, role. your combat role. That's without a weapon. Wow. Three successes. Three. Okay, not great... I'm going to say they're doing a level above what you actually Bastards. understand. Yeah, they're, they are, you know enough to know that they are very good, but it's actually like the uh, the level of skill it takes, you don't quite know because it's clear to you that their level of training was more in the Royal Guard. Yeah. So these are very, uh, at least esteemed soldiers. Yep. Medela is clapping uproariously and seems like, and you see just the glint of tears down her cheeks as she feels transported back to home and experiences this with great joy. And this goes on, you know, for a good 15 minutes or so. Oh, you can't. <clears throat> yes. Cat. Yes. What's the odds they take their cat off? <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe this is uh, that sort of dance. I don't know anything about the Phelan. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know very little as well, but... I think that they're probably going to keep their clothes on. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go back for the canopies. Um, am I sitting anywhere near Ainsley? I'd say uh, everything's quite spread out. Okay. So I think, you know, you would need to project to, to be heard, especially over the music. That's okay. I'm going to whisper back to you, or well, talk back to mm. you, and say that he has quite a strong interest in Phelan culture. Oh, you've got quite a strong interest in the canapes. <laughs> I just, like, eye the, the food. Yes, okay. I mean, the dancing's fine and all, but, like, look at it. Look at what? Taste it. And I go and, like, push a plate in front of uh, Carolina. It has meat on it. And there's a moment, of, there's, like, an actual glint of madness in Delvin's eyes. Like, <laughs> like, like someone who has been in the desert and then has found water. Like, he, it, this is... Beyond, yeah, he just has that look. I am happy. Almost for you. desperation. I'm glad that you're at peace. Seeing you talking, uh, Medela reaches over, holding a little plate, and it, on it, it has some interesting, like dried sugared cakes, uh, and there's also like some, uh, like a like a drakau meatball in the middle of the table. When I say drakau, it's like a young drakau, so it's like the equivalent of venison. And the way it's prepared is inside the Drakau itself. So the meat is like oh, cooked wow. within the Drakau. It's very traditional. It sounds awful, but it looks pretty impressive, except for maybe to Catalina because mm. it looks like an animal. Um, but around the rest of the table, 
Uh, there's a section with a variety of fruit, vegetables, dips, olives, grapes, and cheeses that to you look pretty impressive mm. and remind you of home. Mm. But then to Delvin, um, as the music and the dance and the festivities of Felmore come to an end, Ainsley stands and, you know, sort Lovely, of indicates Wonderful a job, yes. Lovely. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, thank you very much to our kind entertainers. Next, let's enjoy the calming and close festive music and and traditions from the barrows themselves. Oh, I didn't know I'd be put on the spot. And Delvin starts to push his chair out and stand up. Elise, actually, Elise gets up from her seat because this was her cue as Mm. Ainsley sits. And she goes, you can if you want. And she walks up to the front and two other people start playing. And she pulls out a flute and starts playing it at the front with like a tambourine on her on her leg she attaches to it like starts kicking and uh, a couple of the players start playing this sort of like fireside uh, tune that people would sort of with an upbeat tempo dance to or with a more chill tune sort of put their kids to sleep to but it's a very traditional barrel tune how does uh, Delvin feel about that? What would I what role would I have to make to get involved? I'd say some sort of performance check. So I guess uh depends how you want to get involved. It would be like an artist profession I'm or gonna, something. I'm, so. I'm going to D20 this. I just really as far as like what your whether impulse I know, is? Like whether I know the jig, something. whether I okay. have, have experienced it. So hi. This, you're, you're familiar with this. this so is, uh, I would like to, if you'll let me, I'd like to roll infiltration to sidle in with the dancer and just like <laughs> copy their moves. Yep. And just copy them and yep. just make it look like I'm meant to be there. Okay. <laughs> All right, go for it. What's the challenge Challenge level? three. It's a specialty dance. It's a That's traditional fine. Infiltrating piece. your way in. Ooh. Four success. Got yes. it. And up you step and smoothly in with a flow of proceedings. And um, Elise just sort of like like nods and smiles, <laughs> just like starts clapping as she plays. She's whistling, so she can't do much dancing. But... Um, Medela jumps up Aye. and she's caught up in the festivities and she grabs you by the hand and says, show me this one. I've never heard your people's music before. I would like to guide her as best as Delvin can to dance with him. I'm going to give Medela a roll. Uh, I'm just going to give her a base three with a challenge level two to mm-hmm. see how she keeps up. Aww. She Hopefully. struggles. She, she steps on, on her toes. She uh, is so used to being composed and standing, you know, reservedly that she looks very awkward and is blushing nonstop, but she's trying. I, as she, um, as she fumbles a few times, Delvin like gets, slowly gets in with, with a bit of the dance. And then um, he says, here, stand on me feet. Okay. And then I basically do the jig with her on my feet <laughs> and, like, try and make her emulate it and make her look good and 100% of the time take every hit of self-confidence. Like, any time it looks like she fumbles, fumble twice as hard to make <laughs> her not embarrassed and not sad about making mistakes. It's um, clear to those watching that the attitudes that Delvin has in terms of, you know, getting involved and playing silly with kids and looking foolish and all this stuff is a very Barrowan thing as far as just making play out of trying, failing, but also, you know, giving it a go. And uh, this is uh, a real picture of Barrowan 
culture of getting of rolling up your sleeves and getting involved and giving it a go and everyone's sort of feeling the spirit of that and you can see Ainsley in the corner enjoying some uh, some bat stew <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's like a it's the tourist thing it's the totally tourist thing yeah if they knew what we actually want to eat in That's the barrows it. it ain't bat stew <laughs> these are like the delicacies of like so and the way so while that is true there are varieties in which these things can be prepared and you can yeah. tell that the herbs and the way that these things are available potatoes and though everything is pickled the way these things are pickled and brewed and all this stuff are actually like just finely balanced in their flavors um and the the dance comes to an end after you know a good 15 20 minutes and ainsley stands up and cheers his pink with delight um and ever and medela's sweating and like mm. just throws her arms around you and says thank you so much delvin that was great fun there's a brief moment of awkwardness and then i like hug her back and pat her and then in that moment of closeness while people are still clapping and quietly i say um see i told you happiness doesn't end just from one journey you'll keep finding it kid and then i step away before she has a chance to as you go to step away you feel there's resistance she's holding tight and then she she lets go but before she lets go and while you're close she says i shall miss you delvin i'll see you again medela i promise And moments later, we hear some traditional, fine, celebratory Thunisian music. I'm going to get you to make one of your performance checks. Oh, maybe not your performance check. <laughs> your, do your trade vocation check, your arts one. Yep. Just to sort of see... What you observe? Who's playing Thunisian? There were two. Uh, there are two Thunisian male performers that were sort of playing background music before. On fire today. Four. Good roll. Um, you notice not only are these pro- quite high, uh, highly reputed performers mm-hmm. um, by how they're dressed and how they hold themselves. It's clear that they've been travelled to this event, um, but the instruments themselves are quite impressive. Um, okay. Ainsley sort of leans over towards Delvin and says, as much as I admire the incredible uh, musicianship of the Phoenicians, some of their finest instruments are of barrel design. Some of the finest everything's of barrel design. Chuckles. (laughs) Indeed. He's barrel descent, right? Or was he not? Don't know. You could could roll to sort of see if you... General knowledge? Yeah, just go general knowledge. Okay. I'm curious about this boy. Challenge level. For the, something that specific, four. Two, no. no. You don't know. Hmm. He's adorned in everything as well. Um, and this goes on for another 15, 20 minutes. Some glorious music. In fact, obviously, Thunisia being quite known for their, their music and, and culture. Hmm. Until eventually at the at the end of this, uh, the feast proceeds and uh, Ainsley claps and some more waiters come out and sort of collect plates and bring out some, some more and, you know, oh, serve things, top people's drinks up and uh, people sort of get chatting and eating away. So I'm just going to let a little bit of time pass so people can, you mm-hmm. know, get, get a bit of food and wa- water into them. Yeah, what are you tucking into, Brick? Uh... 
the cow. Someone did say, <laughs> well, at least did say that she, she had food here that would be suitable for my kind. So In, I'm hoping to find On the table near you is a great big bowl of krapishka. Krapishka. And krapishka is the soldier's food reserved for well-performing soldiers, which is like a charred meat that stores over a long time, well salted and has some herbs in it and is sort of in, ingrained with honey. So the sweetness and the sugars uh, are, and the way that this is all cooked, it's, it's not very desirable food for anyone else, but I think the reward incentives that you've learned through having been raised a soldier, this was a rare food and only for the honoured. Delvin, you've made me try your food. Now, I beg, you try Krupishka. <laughs> I'd be honoured to try Kaprishka. 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 What is it? Looks bloody delicious. It is good. Would you like some? Oh, pass. Thank you. Now, you've underestimated me in the assumption that I'm not going to like dry meat, because I can tell you, and I look down at like some jerky in my pocket, um, I'm quite fond of it. And you're pretty sure in that moment that that jerky was not at this feast and that Delvin, despite being at a feast, may have also been snacking on some pocket jerky. Um, yeah, I'd like to try Kaprishka. 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 Delvin's going to eat Kaprishka? Medela says, like, covering her mouth, like, what's this food for? Does it have some meaning, Medela? Oh. It makes a man strong. It there's nothing wrong with it. It's, I've just never heard of anyone but a Phelan call tolerating grabishka. I'll tolerate it. Let's let's go. I'm gonna love it. I can tell. If Brick likes it, I, I'm gonna like it. Come on, mate. Give me your best bit of grabishka. I serve him his grabishka. <laughs> All right. Yep. It's uh. It's. I'm gonna throw this at you. An endurance check. For your teeth. That's a good idea. Just base it on. For your teeth. Three successes. Oh, you got three. Three. Okay, cool. I'd say if you got one or less, you wouldn't be able to stomach it comfortably. It's not like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of halfway between charcoal and jerky. Can I boldly say I've eaten worse? On the in the crack cave floor of the barrows, like, yeah, yeah, like from rotten, your child, rotten meat yeah, yeah. and stuff, yeah. Like I've had. You've got a hearty stomach. I'd like, rather have to chew for five minutes than eat bat shit. Yeah. What do you mean you've had the worst? This is this is amazing. Listen, once you get past the crunch and the, you know, after every bite and every chew, did did Kat, are you going to try some? No, I'm I'm fine. After every chew, you you kind of do you do that? Do you do that thing where you run your your tongue around your teeth and just check they're all still there? <laughs> That's part of it, right? <laughs> it's part of. The, anyway, uh, it's quite nice after that. It is, it is the food of champions. Well. What else exemplifies me? Food. You all seem to have developed a rather strong bond after a week's journey together. Have you met before? Three weeks with this one, mate. Not a week for me. We did do some journey uh, prior to picking up Modela. I see. And Catalina, had you met these gentlemen before? No, I'm new to the group, you could say. Ah, well, I see the bonds of trust grow strong with travel. And Medela, oh dear Medela. And you can see looking across like her, <laughs> she's like drifting, she's like tired. Um, and she like sits up, she's like, I'm fine. Um, yes, I. these are now my closest friends. I've never 
never thought as dearly about uh, anyone outside of my family as I have this group. Well, that brings me such great joy to hear. Again, and I have said this before, but thank you all for keeping dear Medela safe. Medela, you seem tired. Would you like to rest? I think that might be best, she says, sort of like rubbing her eyes. So uh, Elise sort of stands up and um, and says, uh, so and off to the side, um, what's his name again? <laughs> Harold. Harold says, well, Tats will take you off to bed. And Angela says, don't call her that. Well, nothing wrong with that, says Elise. Uh, he, uh, Ainsley sighs and says this was her nickname before she came to us was Tatters and I uh, I think Elise is a little more palatable don't you think Elise yes sir says Elise and she like leans down and looks at Madonna and says but you can call me Tats and winks <laughs> alright would you want to say goodnight to anyone and uh, Medela sort of turns to her and walks up to Brick first and throws her arms around him. Thank you so much, Brick, for keeping me safe and becoming my friend. I shall never forget you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> it was a pleasure, and I will never forget you. She reaches up on her tiptoes and gives it a little kiss on the cheek. Fuck, she's tall. <laughs> You're sitting down, I'm assuming. Okay. At the <laughs> Her neck stretches like a giraffe. <laughs> she then walks up to Catalina and says, Catalina, it was such a pleasure. And she sort of leans in and whispers, says, I shall hold your song in my heart for the rest of my life. Thank you, dearly. She throws arms around you. I'll go back and give her a smile and say... I look forward to seeing you again one day when you're the strong, confident woman in your home country. She sits back and says, I should hope to return to my home country, but even if not, I have learned that there are wonderful, strong, confident women all over the place. She smiles and then walks up to Delvin. I stand up out of my chair and say, I'll at least walk you to the door. Okay. And then I walk with her towards the exit with Tats. Yep. Tat. Elise. Follows along and, uh, yeah, you get to the doorway, sort of the banquet doors are sort of the guards still on either side. Mm -hmm. I let it open, assuming they're going to open it, Mm -hmm. and kind of follow through a few steps just out of the room and then stop. Yep. um, Out of sight of the rest of the group. Yep. And kneel down and look at Medela. And then I say... I've got something for you, Medela. But uh, don't let on to the others that I got it. What is that? Well, uh, I didn't want your memory of my hometown to be well, a horrible one. And I, I know you got a taste for food in the way that I do. So when I heard what happened over the stew, um, I use my best contacts. You see, people who steal sell it quick. And people who sell it quick sell to a buyer. And then from within my jacket, I pull out her Phelan jewelry that was taken as ransom by the guy with the knife and hand it back to her. And she looks, like, confused at first. She doesn't recognise it. And then, like, realising that that's what actually what happened, it's like, 
How did you get this? I, you bought it from whoever he sold it to. There's only one jeweler in my hometown. Wow. It's strange to me that this piece wasn't even particularly important to me. Not one of our valuables, I guess you should say. It's, it's a different... It, value is perceived differently with the things that we value in Felmore and... I guess the golds that we have have always been treasured by those over here, but I feel like I'm going to treasure this a lot more now. I have a feeling that you'll probably treasure all of what you got now a bit more, because no matter where you buy, whatever you buy in the future and adorn yourself with, well, that'll be the last set that you had when, well, Felton happened. Thank you, Dalen. Delvin. <laughs> Del- Who's Dylan? We can't say Delvin is a cursed word tonight. Thank you, da- Daza. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, adopted father. And she hugs you. I um, hug her back. While you're kneeling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might just given this proximity and where, where you are. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of like hugging around mm-hmm. her shoulders. I would invite you to make a one dice roll. Comes with the risk of losing. Okay, so you don't lose invite anything but you as you hug feel a warmth in your chest that you actually recognize as a feeling that you felt before associated with this recognition of of magic it's an ember it's something small um as you hug her See you again, Medela. Goodbye, Devin. And she yawns and holds Elisa's hand and walks off to bed. And you and walk back into the room. Right. And the evening proceeds. Um, A very comfortable evening. Things are a little bit quieter now. Obviously, it was a very robust performance and large dinner, and slowly things are swapped out from dinner to dessert where everyone gets to enjoy the cultural desserts of different places um and Ainsley turns to you all and um says I would love to hear more about your journey if this is uh this is the last time we have to talk about how you got Medela here before we move on to further proceedings I'd be interested to know how things proceeded for you good and bad what did you learn or gather well, I got some splinters. <laughs> um, <laughs> how much do I trust? Ainsley? How much do you trust Ainsley? Yeah. That's up to you. <laughs> how much do you trust Ainsley? I how asked you. How much do you trust Ainsley? How much do you trust Ainsley? <clears throat> well, before I answer your question, I have one for you. Me or... (laughs) No, Ainsley, Ainsley. Okay. Um, This initiative that you have going with all these different cultures and people, what inspired this? I garner joy from what I was born to garner joy from. I think all of us have things that we are wired to feel and excel in. 
It is the magic of art and beauty that ignites me. And collecting these things brings great wealth and joy to me. What about you, Catalina? Mm. What ignites you? I'd say fire. Why, why would that be? <clears throat> well, what, you're not going to combust under other circumstances, are you? <laughs> what? He just uh, He's talking about what would make you burn. What? Anyway. What? No, I just like swirl my glass of wine and say, I enjoy a wonderful fine Denisian wine and company with good friends. Delightful. And a word from my mother every now and then, I suppose. And how is she? As fine as a woman can be, in, under the rule of Iron Spire. Hmm. What about you, Rick? You seem more invested in the social interactions than some other phalanchal I've met, and are treated with much more equality than I've observed a phalanchal be treated with. I find this very interesting. Surely you must have some observations. Perhaps one caused the other. How do you mean? Well, I'm only failing to believe or treat it equally and show friendship and companionship. I see. His eyes flickered to the phalanx standing at the door and back. And then he turns to Delvin. Delvin, ever the Joker. What? What fires you up? What are you passionate about? Passion, of course, is the thing that takes us all over the ends of the earth and propels civilization and art to new heights. What is Delvin's fire? Delvin, like, realizes he's suddenly in the midst of some kind of serious philosophical conversation. <clears throat> leans back and takes his lobster bib off and just, like, folds it on his lap. It's covered in sauce. <laughs> Food's pretty good, but, uh... I guess if you really pushed my buttons, I'd say I love making money. And I thought you were going to say women. There you go. Oh, I don't love what don't love me back. That's stupid. <laughs> A very wise choice. <laughs> Well, perhaps as our evening quietens down and uh, before we proceed to discuss our future collaborations, it might be nice to um, share a little more. Let, let me share with you what lights me up. Come, to, come with me. I would like you to see my gallery. I work very hard on my collection and I think you'll be inspired by what I have to show you. Delightful. Lean into Catalina. <clears throat> what are the odds the art's got no kid on? Oh, it's just going to be pa paintings of him, isn't it? In various positions and various points. <laughs> At least it's what I'm expecting. Really? Yeah. He seems very self-indulgent. Okay. Well, let's go see it. I want to see these <laughs> weird paintings. And he stands up and, uh, you know, 
the guards follow, a couple of the waiters step aside while a few sort of come in to sort of help guide you to, you know, for the appropriate room size. So you go through the hallway, quite large, still very large. One could walk out with their arms outstretched twice against each other and still not reach either end of the hallway until he reaches the end room with these large oak double doors that he opens up into a tall ceilinged room. That feels a little bit like a museum with things lining the walls, paintings and artworks. I'm going to get you to make that check again, uh, Catalina. Mm-hmm. Your art trader check. Three. Three. Um, it's not all that difficult to recognise that this <laughs> is the room that if someone were to rob would be the one to target. There are actually a few famous pieces in here. From all walks, um, most of the Tunisian ones you recognise, there are actually a couple of fairly ancient-looking and contraptions in glass sort of plinths. And Ainsley sort of gives you the tour and shows you some of his favourites. <clears throat> then eventually signals to Brick, Ah, you're going to love this one. This is actually, and I don't say this lightly, my most prized possession and he signals up to the wall this is a coldish pick made entirely of coldish steel this in its original condition with this amount of coldish steel the most valuable resource known to Sundrans could buy most of this city and uh I'm going to get you to make a general knowledge check. Uh, I'm going to say challenge level three. <laughs> you don't have general knowledge. <laughs> you have two. Okay. <laughs> and you got That's two the ones. most fail you can fail. <laughs> you have no idea what it is. Uh, you've That's never cool. seen it before. Uh, it what, looked. What do you do with it? Uh, you've never. Well, I believe you pick you. your teeth with it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's, uh, it's huge. It's from, like over two metres wide. It's mounted on the wall. From what he says, I think <coughs> you steal it and sell it. It looks heavy, Delvin. I don't think you could carry it. That's what you're here for, right? I am not a thief. I had to have this wall reinforced from the inside of the building out just to hold this item up. I'd be very surprised if anyone here could carry it. In fact, it took eight strong men to mount it on the wall. <laughs> Ain't it a coldish pick, though? A cold is a little different to a failing cold. You'll forgive me, they my get, correction. They get bigger. Oh, dear me. Yes, the the cold beasts in the mountain, very different to the failing cold, a much more refined uh, outcome. The coldish are, by every definition, monsters. Two and a half meters tall sometimes, beasting. Their roars can be heard for miles, the clicking of the tongues that you know, by which they communicate. They have savage rituals. Tearing of the bottom of the jaw, the skin off, so that the teeth are bared. And if they survive this and the cutting out of the tongue without any complaint, then they are allowed to live, for they are deemed strong. And only a strong, coldish warrior can bear this pick. I say warrior. I worry about our definition. The only thing they value is their mining, and the pick is the thing they use to mine the mountains and obtain more of this steel. 
fascinating culture to learn about. At least these are the reportings and the, the different things that I've been able to gather and archive. Quite rare finding, even from an information standard, you will understand, of he course. says, indicating Catalina. Yes. <clears throat> How did you acquire such a wonderful piece? Oh, well, they don't call me the dealer for nothing. I always get what I want, he says, with a knowing gaze. <laughs> I drink my wine. <laughs> <clears throat> now, uh, you said you had some paintings you wanted me to look at. Mm. He sort of, sort of says with a sly smile, like, after having shown you his... Giant pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, if you would spare me the kindness, that would be wonderful. Um, I pull him out, I'm assuming there's a nice table or something nearby that he can have a look at them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you roll them out? Yep. Cool. Um, and these are the three paintings. Mm-hmm. That you brought out. <coughs> I fail to see what you're, what you're showing me, if anything other than tarnished artworks. Why would you do this? Make a roll. A art valuation roll. <coughs> we already know they're counterfeits. Hmm. What's the challenge? Two. You're looking at the originals. I've got the originals. You cut and rolled original priceless Denisian artworks. We did. We had them in the frames. We couldn't carry the frames. Yeah, but we already checked that they were not original. Uh, Whoever checked them may have not been done. And they weren't original. you. You checked them and they were forged. Okay. But even some of the strokes you recognised that mark them as forgeries aren't there. This, these are originals. Why would you do this to priceless Tunisian artworks? I mean, they've just been removed from the frame. I'm sure you can remount them. Mm. I think you know better than to believe that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty damn certain you can. I know a thing or two about <coughs> art myself and... Uh, that's, that's how you... I think you're being a bit taken aback, mister, but uh, I'm sure you can remount them. It's how it, it's how it works. Anyway, it's a good thing we did. Did what? Took them out of the frames. Why is that? Because they were going to get burnt up in Felton. Hmm. Interesting. You, Delvin, there's a piece here I think you might appreciate. Um, and he beckons you over and shows you on the wall. It's, an, it's a subtle, sort of more, um, less obvious corner of this, this room. It's a small painting, mm-hmm. uh, landscape. Um, a southeastern view, far across to the seas. You can see the, the iron spire from the view of the Barrowan Mountains in the piece which you recognise as having been painted by your mother. <laughs> Delvin's face <clears throat> just, like, the the complete, like, visage of, of all smirking chill just drops, and he's just like, what have you got this for? I'm a collector. I see value where others might not. 
Do you recognize the artist? Oh, I, I do, and you know I do. You've done your research, mate. I always do my research. Good to see my mom's works in fine company. And well taken care of. There is one last item, one you might be quite interested in. The final edition and the latest to my collection. He clicks his fingers and enters from a a door on the outside wing. Um, Someone wearing a mask. There are now, you're aware of, there's like six people in the room, including the two phalanchal guards. And the tone of the room shift has shifted. It's oh, quite no. clear. <laughs> oh, no. And he's carrying a bag. And he, uh, uh, this masked person holding the bag up pulls the edges down. Mm-hmm. And in it, you see Edgar's head. Delvin's employer. I dropped my wine. Now, to the conversation we're going to have about how we are going to work together moving forward. I'm excited for the ways in which we can collaborate. I see your festive jokes seem to be drying up rapidly, young Delvin. You're aware at this point that the... um. <clears throat> The fail and cool guards uh, are right beside him. And when did they make that approach? The guards, mm. probably, but but when um, it, it, like it, it's not like a, a threatening. It was just sort of their stance. But the the masked person who enters from the side of the room was like from the opposite side. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, as this is happening, all of you feel immediately very lightheaded and dizzy. Oh, f- <laughs> All three of you. Can we make endurance checks? You can make, you can each make an endurance check, yes. And this will stand for the evening. This is your endurance oh, check. Oh, no. <laughs> Do we need to just pass? Or, yeah. Pardon? Challenge I, uh... Challenge level five. And anything above five will affect what's happening. Yeah, I'm guessing it's like scaling negative modifiers. Good thing I got that minus away from Majerus. So what would it mean if we got five? Uh, It would mean that the... I I would say if you achieved five, Mm. then... Challenge level five. Okay, if you achieved five, that lightheadedness wouldn't apply... So it's like a scale, kind of, like how conscious we're going to be. Yeah. Woo! It's, this isn't like an unconscious... Oh, shit! I, I, should be, I should make it apparent. Like, you're not going to black out now. Like, you're not falling unconscious. But you're feeling something. But you feel... Affected. Affected. All right. Brick? I am spending one destiny to be only mildly affected with four successes. Oh! I would say, oh, what did you get? One, no. two, three, four, five. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So I would say don't waste your destiny point okay. because it would be a five to... Or, or nothing. Or yep. nothing, yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, basically what I'm saying is the equivalent of a negative one. Yep. Okay. Okay. And as soon as this happens, Ainsley 
recognises both of your reaction and a lack in bricks. Whereupon... <laughs> you feel... Lightheaded. Because what has... He wants fa- you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, he, he recognises... He actually double takes. So he does this and both of you sort of like... It's like, like magic. Catalina and Dalvin. Yeah, yeah. You can roll your dice. Okay. So you, you spend your mana. Okay. And what you recognise is that all of a sudden now that you're becoming aware of it, he was holding you in a state of sharpness that he simply let go of. Now, when he did that with Brick, it didn't seem to work so much. So he imposed a lacking of sharpness, a cloudiness mm-hmm. of state. So it's clear to you that you've all been fed some sort of sedative that he's basically using to enhance. Uh, he, From what you recognise, you've identified that he can sharpen or reduce people's faculties mm-hmm. and he's done both of that at yep. this moment in time. So all of you have negative one to all rolls, but this is more of a move to make you all aware mm-hmm. of the person in power in this room. <clears throat> You, you're welcome to read his emotions. He's very turned on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a five and a five. Oh, I am so powerful. Okay. You read in Ainsley. Calm and a slight thrill. There's not a lot there emotionally. So no murder? He's not murder. You don't, you don't feel you don't anything. feel ill intent. You don't sense anything that you have sensed before as threatening. Okay. All right. So you believe he wants to talk, but he wants to make clear his position above you. Sure. All right. As long as it's not going to kill me, that's kind of all I wanted to just clarify. No. I would like to simply have a discussion with you on how we can work together. But I need to ensure you will be willing and cooperative as we do so. Because as you might imagine, some of these things may feel challenging to you. Not only what I might need help with, but also what I already know. Yes, you're in the front. (laughs) But why, why did you have to murder him? Well, how else would you know? I'm incredibly serious. Now, if there's anything I've learned in my wealth of experience, it's that a deal needs to be accompanied by the proper motivation. Dealer, this is the weirdest fucking promotion I've ever had. I'm glad you see it with a silver lining. That sort of attitude will take you far. I'll cut to the chase. I want something. That something has several forms. And I unfortunately need your help to get it. So I am ensuring that you're willing and understand I am serious. But I will give you several choices. The first. The item you 
Delvin and Brick initially traded, the thing in that locked, valuable crate, is now of interest to me. It is a very old and valuable scepter from Felmore, and it has fallen into hands that I would prefer would be my own. <clears throat> Were you to return it to me, I would consider us all in good favor with each other and happily let you all walk wealthier than you could dream. And debt-free, of course. The second option is if the hands that had this scepter were no longer a threat to me, if the mother, as she is called, were assassinated, then I would also be appeased. Now, Catalina, I am to believe, if my, if my informants are correct, and they always are, that you very recently met with someone by the name of Melba. And given that you left in one piece, I can deduce a few things. One, they want to meet with you. Particularly the mother wants to work with you. And two, you have access to some sort of power. So the third option entails two things. One, Catalina, you show me and give me that source of your power. And Delvin, you rectify the trade that you made, that you betrayed. I have asked you in the past to acquire me something, something that contains power. Now, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you accomplished this trade and did not deliver me what I required. And so... I would have you return or reconsider your situation to make sure that what it was supposed to be ends up in my hands, along with the power in your hands, Catalina. They are your choices. Now, let me be clear. If you do not provide me with one of these three things seven days from now... Then, Delvin, I would be very concerned for the safety of your dear mother. Catalina, you will never see your father again. And Brick, let's just say Medela may not be guaranteed a safe journey if I don't have your cooperation. Now, I, of course, trust that I would have your cooperation, Brick, as you are officially my property now. <clears throat> I believe that on my master's death, my ownership transferred to his, uh, his partner. Indeed. And I have made arrangements with this partner that, for the trade of her beloved niece, you would be an item provided to me. In fact, then he clicks, and some papers are brought forward of a transfer of ownership and presented to you. And he says, I don't know if you can read or not, but this backs up what I'm saying. And he turns to Delvin and says, 
I know you have expressed interest in this strapping lad here being your own bodyguard. I would be open to this, providing him to you, if my trade is honoured. This is the deal I offer. It is either accepted or rejected, but I have have laid down the terms of its rejection. Well, I've got a problem with it. And the problem is that you have so far established yourself to break every single rule that there is already. So, as far as I see it, we're already dead. Because I've made a trade in fair conduct with you today. I've brought you Medela, and my payment is poisoning and punishment. So you've broken your compact already. Why would we trust you ever again? He smiles, and he says, Sometimes one deal leads to another, but... That's not how it works. I can tell you with a surety that that is how this will work with me. I'm going to roll a persuasion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assist his persuasion. <coughs> you made it worse. <laughs> he burns one mana and he gets... No, this was a different okay. kind yeah, of roll. Yeah, yeah. And he gets plus one. Two, three, four, five. So that's his persuasion check to make sure you believe he's being honourable. <clears throat> that was... It was one, two, three, four. It was four. Yeah. I'm going to burn a destiny. Okay. To meet, meet five so I don't come under the effect of whatever the hell he's doing to me. Okay. So I, I don't you, buy it, right? Well, it is interesting because you've used your mana. So as far as not coming under the effect... That would require magic. Um, as far as the persuasion, th- meeting his thing, like you may decide not to act upon believing it, but you feel quite compelled to. But I logically know that magic you, you, is real. And you that pull he's using yourself it. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are so I aware feel of affected, it. But I, I'm going to burn the destiny. So I feel affected, but I'm aware that yep. he has manipulated me. Yep. Okay. Yep, 100% happy to allow that. And I just look at him straight away. And so and so you resort to magic to try and make your deal done. What a silly thing to look down upon, as if to trade with money or position is any different. No, you just trade with blood instead. Also, you're a liar. My father's dead. I think you might find that that can be proven otherwise. And why the fuck should I believe you? He looks at you square in the eyes and says, I can verify this soon if you'd like, but I can promise you I'm a man of truth. And your father, Alistair, I believe his name is, He's looking a little thinner these days after spending some time in the forests to the south. I believe his ship was boarded and he and many others were taken hostage some time ago. You must have been very young. You must miss him dearly. Mm, A story that everyone knows. 
You've proven nothing. I'm going to roll. This is a persuasion check. Okay. So get my rice again. Not my rice. <laughs> get my rice. Okay. So this is a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, plus two. So five. Mm-hmm. To persuade you that your father is alive and he has access to him or has him. So do I roll persuasion? You no. can, you can roll perception. perception. Yeah. David is just fucking fuming right now. (laughs) Uh, One, two, three. Yeah, that's fine. You 100% know he has your father all of a sudden. And this is like the first time in your life you would ever since upon finding out upon his tragic death um, that the idea of him being alive is a possibility. But if, if it is a possibility, it would be if this man were or were connected to the Watchers. Okay. So I'm, it sort of checks out because with the idea that this man might be. Mm. I know that in my heart of hearts, but I still want to play straight face yeah. completely. Okay. Cool. You, so you'll be rolling deception if you act sure. otherwise. Yep. Sure. I won't say anything else. Okay. Though. Oh, I do want to drag on this evening's proceedings longer than they need to be. He starts sort of stepping back graciously. But uh, when you go out, do keep in mind that I'm always here and my door is always open for a chat. After, of course, our trade is initiated and executed in an admirable way. So, seven days. Meet me here. One of three things. And then I will happily be your advocate for the rest of the time. I hope you've enjoyed this evening's proceedings. Whereupon he um, clicks his fingers and the <clears throat> as he walks back, the two guards stand between you all and him and he just casually walks out of the room. I'm going to say... I follow him. Hold up. As he walks out of the room, he lets go of whatever it is he was holding onto mm-hmm. magically. And the sedative kicks in. You don't fall unconscious, but I'm going to say you have, both of you, negative two mm-hmm. to all of your roles. Brick. What do you do? I follow him. There are two phalanchal guards standing directly in front of you. Cool. They step in front of you, between you and him. He's my owner. I'm not trying to attack him. <clears throat> do you say... What do you say? They, oh, sorry, I should say one of their phalanchal turn, turns to you and says, Halt. You are not allowed to proceed. Where does he want me? You make a fair question. The Falancle turns around. Ah, yes. That's unlike me to leave loose end. He turns around and says, Brick, though you are my property, I command you to accompany Delvin for the next seven days, follow his commands, should they be amiable to me. 
to keep me and mine safe and out of harm's way. Do not act against me or anyone known to be working with me in any way, shape, or form, and do every effort and endeavor to accomplish this trade to its fullest and enable I my receipt of one of those three options. If you do this faithfully, you shall then be granted as property to Delvin. And I would be joyous to do so. Truly, he says. Good evening, friends. Whereupon he exits the room. God, the way he treats y'all like pets makes me sick. Look at you two big lugs doing everything he fucking says. You got no backbone. You will leave now. Eight foot tall and no backbone. That's fucking fascinating. Said the Valent Cool, it said that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind if I, and I just go and like grab, go to grab a painting on the thing. Oh. Hey, I'm you, in the middle of the room. They're standing at the door. No, no, no they're standing right they pushed us out. next oh, to the door. Yeah, yeah. So that you're. Oh, we all fronted. went out the door. It was like a one, one exit, one entry room. Oh, no, it's a separate door. It's like a off to a different chamber, but it's clear that it's all locked. So there's only, still in the only one. Room. Yeah, and there's one way out, and the open double doors are still there. And, and the guards are in front of the door. No, the no, no, no right they're between us. you and the door that uh, Ainsley left through. So they're standing. I go to reach at one. The, the failing call grabs your hand. Do not touch anything. Is that a command? What's the parameters of that order? You are not permitted to touch anything. I'm not. Are you allowed to? You will leave now. I can't get a man drunk and then kick him out. Oh, God. All right, let's fuck off. So as you start walking through, I'm going to get you all to make a perception check as you go through the hallway. So for Delvin. Yeah, whatever your perception remaining is. Two successes. Okay, I'm going to say this is a challenge level three. <clears throat> Oh, you Ooh, get three. Ooh, Catalina got three. Brick. I really want to see. Two. Brick got two. Okay. So only Catalina sees. Great. Just a wisp through the window. A, a little face. <laughs> and a pair of eyes that, upon being noticed, quickly duck away. And it was very dark and really hard to notice. Uh, but you recognise. That was Mikey. And this is a tall building. So he's I'm gonna are the Phalancles still watching us? They're standing behind you all, sort of leading you to the the exit. Okay. I'm gonna nudge you mm. as we're walking, kinda of be like uh, your friend. Yeah. He's not my my friend's dead. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I just collapse on the floor. Oh. I, I pick him up. I'll okay. carry him out. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, give you a roll for I that. was being very dramatic to kind of pull the Phelan Cole's attention for a moment away from what Kat just said. Okay. I still pick you up. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, Brick, are you worried about Matela? Is this when we're outside or on the way out? I'd say you're at this point, you're at the doors at the end of the feasting hall and you're, yeah. you know, a short I walk away from the exit. I don't care if they hear me, that's fine. <clears throat> I will do my best to do what Ainsley desires and she will be safe. You 
truly believe that? I have to believe that. Oh, you. <laughs> you easy, I've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is too funny what's as we're getting carried out Delvin's clearly off his fucking chops the doors are opened and the long staircase to the bottom lies in front of you and the two phalanchal block the doorway as the three of you face your exit See you in a week, darlings. We will see you. Oh, you won't. They stand unperturbed. Head out. <clears throat> Make your way down. Mm-hmm. As soon as we're outside, I motion to jump out of Brick's arms. I want to go. It's as soon as their state, like the doors have closed and they're back in the mansion. Mm-hmm. I want to peep around the corner and see if I can find Mikey. Just okay, walk. so when you're outside, so you're sort of on the street. Mickey, Mikey, uh, Mikey. Roll a Mikey. perception check. <coughs> oh, boy. I'm going to make a destiny roll as well before you do this. Where's yeah, it? sure. Where are my destiny dice? Thank you. Okay. Oh, that's bad. Make that was a two. Perception roll. <laughs> He's not going to be there. He's not there. Doesn't matter what roll you got. I feel like <laughs> Take it. Yeah. Okay, cool. that's fine. Uh, all right, you make your way back to the something pony. You, two, you guys lead it. Yeah, you go and what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know about you, Delvin, but I'm feeling pretty. Yep. Mm. What do you want me to say, Cat? Nothing. Hey, your dad's alive. That's a win. <laughs> Fucking great. This is all not how this was supposed to go. No, that's what... It's called getting fingered on a job. I'm just... Yeah, okay. I think you thought a very different thing. <laughs> and that's actually... That's actually a, like a saying. And it doesn't mean what your okay. mind let's took move it to. From, let's keep going. <laughs> just, let's not lose, lose momentum. I think... I think we need to go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crime saying. Everyone's like, what? It, it means getting done in or getting like picked out when you're doing a job. Anyway, like fingered for the crime like that. Let's continue. I understand. Cool and unusual punishment. I think we need to head back for the night. Yeah. All right. Um, Are you not feeling... Shit. Oh, I'm feeling com- I'm feeling compelled to trust our lovely um, wizard. Uh, yeah, you felt where are you too. going to sleep tonight? The, the bloody pony oh, sparkling. Fuck, fuck that! Who set us up with that accommodation? Uh, yeah, yes, that's a good point. Hey. I'm gonna find the biggest dive this city's got. <sighs> hey, you were you were right then? I well, you said that we shouldn't talk at the inn. The place we're staying. I told you. The walls. Got, walls have got ears, yeah. mate. <laughs> I was right about a few things, but I was wrong about too many of them. I didn't think they... Edgar, why? Yeah. He didn't deserve that. Oh, he did, but... <laughs> I didn't expect it. 
He was always good to me. <laughs> was he was a magic. real dick. That <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me, you didn't know him, but I loved him. Uh, I fucking loved that guy. I'm going to make a destiny roll, just for something unrelated. Uh, that was a four. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, let's just find him in anywhere. Oh, we better get that kid in the morning, though. He'll have a good night, though. Mansion for him. Bit of fun. Well, anyway, we'd best not speak too loudly with this present company. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that right, Brick? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> good words. Well, it was an honor being able to trust you. I'm going to make another Destiny roll. So, uh, sorry, I know I'm being super mysterious. That was for something specific that I have now have churning in my head. This is for something else, very specific, mm-hmm. that none of this... And they're all going really badly! Yeah. Come on, all right. Mikey! All right, cool. Okay. Mickey, whatever you do. Mikey. Mikey. We look for an in. Okay. Um, I'm going to get you all to roll a perception check. I'm going to say to find... Oh, this is tough. Two yeah, well, oh, sorry, wrong roll. General knowledge. General knowledge, and remember you have minus two to your rolls. General knowledge. General knowledge. One success. What's the change? I'll say two. Heck yeah. Bam. Woo. Four for Catalina. Things are looking millhouse. Yeah, you actually, uh, though you hadn't stayed. Yeah, sorry, you, you go, Brick. Hey. What? Woo. Well, you were very, you were actually the most observant on the way through the town. So that's, that actually makes sense. Brick remembers uh, when, when Delvin says to look for the, the dive in the city, Brick remembers one that he saw a couple of people sort of get pickpocketed through around or whatever, but it was sort of like, you know, halfway on the way in and a little bit through an alleyway. But you actually remember a, an inn um, that you recognised as an inn that people were parking horses in that you actually feel confident you might be able to backtrack to. Catalina, you have stayed here once or twice before in the uh, politician, the political district, um, so you do know a place that at least you and your Thinnessing company have felt safe in in the past. So you both know that as you discuss this and you're discussing where to go. I saw an inn when we entered town that looked quite sketchy. Lots of pickpockets and rough-looking sorts. I'm feeling that one. I, I know a place that's a bit more uh, upper class. But I've had enough comfort for one night. Yeah, that's... But if you want to go there, let's go. Dive it is. Okay. You make your way navigating through the streets uh, on foot... I'm assuming, because yeah. everything's been tucked away. And this is, this is Destiny Roll for how that goes. Uh, 14. Okay, reasonably uneventful. And you get there without too many false turns. Um, you get a few shady eyes from a couple of grey guards on their walk. And uh, at one point, uh, roll a perception check. Uh, I'm gonna. I have to pick someone. That was a roll of three. What is the order that you're traveling in? Well, I'm assuming you're leading. <laughs> so Brick's leading the way. Who's at the back? I'd say I'm next, walking side by side with Catalina. Okay. 
All right, Catalina, roll perception check. Charles of the three. Okay, cool. Someone walks past you through the night, sort of seeming drunk and bumps into you. Something's gone. Yep. Mm. (laughs) Nah. Nah. I'm going to say if I'm leading them through a dodgy part of town, I'm trying to be perceptive. Okay, I'll let you roll a perception in addition to hers. Come on. Wow. Three. You got three. three. You got three. three. You met it. Okay. So you actually notice someone bump, and by the time they'd passed, you saw them eye you and sort of move past, but that it was clear that they're sort of acting drunk, um, and you notice them bump into Catalina. So, excuse me. He keeps kind of stumbling along. Check for your purse. <laughs> You're missing coin. Yeah, I'm going to run that fucking down. <laughs> <laughs> Can this not get any worse? Yeah, you gotta yeah. charge him. Yeah, 100%. so he's like drunkenly stumbling up ahead. He's unattentive. So <laughs> make your roll. What's your intention? I'm literally going to lift him off the ground. In what fashion? We can make it. Let's make a roll, and then you tell me what you're aiming at. But you have a basically a free combat roll <laughs> against a drunk, like peasanty dude. No, don't. I feel like throat is too aggressive. Can I just grab one of his arms and yank him up in the air? Hundred percent. Yeah, just cool. make you roll. Feel like gri- gripple. Gripple. Yeah. Okay, so if it's not a combat roll, I'm going to say grapple. Grip. Grapple. Gripple. Grip. Gripple. Grip. Grip. Challenge. Grab him by the gripples. Um, <laughs> challenge level. <laughs> I need that after. Is that challenge level four? It's lifting a yeah, yeah lifting a full grown man by his arm for sure. One, two, success. Yeah. Yay. Smash it. So you just like, <laughs> you grab the arm that is sort of pocketed and you just yank it and I'm going to roll. This is a destiny roll for how well it goes for him. Not five. <laughs> His arm is dislocated immediately because he was just not prepared. He was so off guard and huh. you pull him up and you're holding by the arm and he screams. What the f-? And, uh, Immediately, this is Destiny Roll. See what guards are nearby and how that goes. Not Badly. great. There are three grey guards uh, nearby that you see their heads turn as you're holding this man. Watch her! And I point at the guy. Yeah, I'd say the exact same thing and point him too. Well, I don't know what you know what you're talking about. So this man stole money from me. <laughs> you yeah. just stay I'm holding just, him. I'm just going to like hold him towards the guards. <laughs> You're fucked now, mate. One of the guards comes up, looks at him, is like, What do you say? And caught that easily. Well, he might be a shit one. I don't know. I don't have a matter one. One of the other grey guards is sort of approached by this point and says, like, All right, search him. And they like shift his clothes around a little bit and they're looking and they actually find a watcher brand on his upper thigh when they pull like his pant leg down a little bit. We thought they were meant to be good. <laughs> Checks out, says one of the guys. Like, very well. Can we get uh, our coin back? With a little shake. <laughs> it just drops and, yeah, you easily recollect the coin and they immediately and aggressively apprehend this person. And they turn to you and, like, that's uh, the first time I've ever seen it happen like that, says one of the grey guards. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he, <laughs> he must be desperate for recruits. Mm. You've been doing a good job hanging him. Thank you for your diligence. Well, thank you for helping us do our job. This watcher will be dead by tomorrow evening. We'll make sure to make a show of it. Hopefully you can get some more of them by then. Well, 
stick around. <laughs> You're welcome to keep contributing. That was <laughs> mighty helpful. Aye, I just he, might. He looks at Rick and says, uh, Have you ever thought, uh, <laughs> thought about a career in the guard? My service belongs to another. Very well. Something to think about. And they sort of go on their way. And this man is like screaming and moaning in pain and horror now that he knows he's going to die by the next sunset. Them's the breaks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brick. And I feel nothing. <laughs> You're welcome. You both get to the inn. It's a dive. Uh, it's not great. And it's clear that it's this person's sort of company that probably dwells in there. So you're going to want to watch your back and be careful as you rest. I kind of like secure everything a bit more myself now, having almost been pickpocketed. Yeah. A one-armed barkeep, sort of tapping keeper, sort of walks up and uh, says, uh, in late then. Mm. You don't look like the sort to uh, come to a place like this. You look like it's from the noble district. I put down some coin, like a decent amount, and say, and you're not the kind to ask questions. Never was, he said, maintaining eye contact as he pulls him over. I'm assuming you'll want the executive suite then. Thank you. Caught you out. And he walks off and uh, he nods over to um, a barmaid who comes along and says, I'll show you to your room then, up this way. And leads you up the stairs. Okay. Okay. And Catalina feels, the night. feels a little sadness in her heart that Medela's not there anymore. Yeah. So, we're in the inn. I'm going to barricade the door. I'm not going to bed yet. Oh, do we all want to just I climb? was going to say, okay. So, as far as the night goes. Now, you are sedated. It will wear yeah. off. But it will take the evening to wear off. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as your recharging goes... Catalina would risk being overheard. You're welcome to do that if you want to make, take that risk. And Calvin, I'm not, I'm not going to give know. you. You don't. I'm get not that comfy role. enough. Yeah, sorry, buddy. That's <laughs> where I need to be right now. Yep. All right. So we're not going to bed yet, though. I'm assuming no. it is one big room. So there's there's a few different beds yep. and there's sort of some walled areas or whatever. But they've given you like it's not lush. It's pretty scrappy. Um, yeah, yeah. That's there's a bunk. You know, <laughs> but it's the top you know room in the building. So. Brick will barricade the door. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> barricade any door and any window. Yeah. Are we in our... I'm, I'm in the bar. Oh, I ain't going. Oh, you're, you're not going, going to... No, okay. I'm not going. I'm sitting in the bar for a bit. Oh, well, then I, I have to sit with you. Okay. <laughs> Why? Okay. Because I feel like we got shit to discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and I feel I'll, like... Yeah, bar? Sure, sure, sure. It's up to you. Are we talking about this? Yeah, at the bar, I get yeah. a beer. <clears throat> Are we talking about this tonight or in the morning? Huh. I mean, I kind of look around. I assume no one's, everyone's got other stuff on their mind. Like, no one's really paying attention to There's it. There's like a couple of half conscious people. Yeah. And one person, like, singing to themselves in the corner yeah. of the room, sort of rocking back and forth. Yeah, this, this is fun. No. I kind of, like, wipe the beer that's been spilt onto the bar, like, kind of put mm. my arms up. I just sink my arms into it, grab a beer, start drinking. Your father, then? Mm, your mother. Low. Seems uh, he's got us 
as you probably would put it, by the balls. I'd say already geldered. Mm. Roll a perception check. Sorry, so everyone. Just anyone. Four successes out of four, baby. Delvin's weirdly alert, but not as alert as Brick. Delvin was the only one that noticed? Hmm. Or did I got four. Oh, no, and he only got one. Okay. There's someone who's a little drunk, but um, they're leaving the bar. But you will notice, like, he doesn't look competent or um, clever or anything, but he looks like he's trying to not be noticed leaving the bar. (laughs) Do we know them? No, no, it's just a dude. I care. I don't think it matters to be honest. If this guy's that well connected, he knows we're here. Yeah, I, I feel like we're yeah, pretty well. Cool. But, uh, you know what? <laughs> Delvin gets off the bar and walks over to this guy as he's sidling out because I noticed him. And good day, mate. He's like standing in the open doorway, about to walk out. It's like, oh, good day, and he sort of. Goes to continue. I say, oh, leaving so soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've had enough to drink. You look mighty suspicious, mate. You make a habit of talking to strangers. I've got business, so... When I'm in this kind of mood, I do. Good evening, sir. And he goes to walk off. I grab him by the arm. Okay. Um, just just going to say, if Delvin walked up, I'm following him. <laughs> he stops, <clears throat> clears his throat. Turns to you and says, how can I help you? You were watching us. Hi. Who are you reporting to? Not allowed to say. Well, seeing as I've got you... I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just confused. I'm feeling confused. I'm gonna, seeing you talk to this man for a while, I'm gonna walk up to the guy. (coughs) Evening. What? Did you hear that petrified scream outside just a few minutes ago? My friend here did that. Couldn't give us the information that we're after. Might be a few more screams tonight. Why are you here? I, this is where I drink. You're lying. I can't. I, I'm already quite pissed off. You don't want to piss me off more. Okay. Oh, I'm going to destiny roll. Okay. 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 Uh, he said this week to you anyway. I'm not, I don't want to. Just don't tell him I said anything because then I'll get in trouble for speaking. A Felton trader uh, s- said something about his assistant wanted to uh, have his connections in this town inform him when they found a party of your description. Would never in a million years imagine you'd walk right into my local dwelling, but... Uh, Pamble. 
Roll a perception check. <laughs> Challenge level two. Four successes. Oh! It's exactly Pemble. It's, yeah. And I go, <clears throat> you go and you tell him exactly where we are. You had no trouble with us. Okay. And he stumbles and he, he, he pelts it. I take it that was a good outcome for once? Pemble's Edgar's man. If he wants to talk to Great. us, well, as someone just as pissed off as Ainsley as me, <laughs> I hope. Well, they were close. They were damn close. Yeah. But <clears throat> are we are we done for tonight? I'm feeling foggy. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh... I, there's nothing that really can be done tonight, I suppose. No. Well, I've got one bit of business to attend to. And what would that be? Um, is there anyone that looks aggressive in this bar or easily provoked? Oh, look, I'm going to say by this point it's past midnight and these are early drinkers. <laughs> so they all, even that guy who you stumbled across was probably one of the more competent ones mm-hmm. uh, who had enough. I'm not looking for confident. Uh, or competent. I'm looking for drunk and disorderly. I'm going to roll the destiny for that. Okay, there's one. There's one UI offers. Provocable. Okay. Yep. I um, hand my beer. I, I like neck the rest of my beer, hand it over, and roll roll my just the, just the bottom of my sleeves up a little bit, and then I walk over to this guy and just push him on the back of the shoulder. Hey, leave a man to his drink. I don't like much the look of you, you grading piece of shit. <laughs> All right, combat. Mm. <laughs> nah. Huh? I'm going to pull Dalvin away. Okay, what are you doing? I'm going to pick him up and pull him away. All right. Uh, you have one reflex, right? Yeah. Okay. I also have You one. see oh. this person going to swing a punch just out of random outrage and you have the... I'm going to get you to roll a grip check, just challenge level two. To pull him out of the way of the trajectory of this punch. Yeah, you succeed. And you pull him in, he's just like, he misses the swing. He's a big... He was a big fella. You know, he's bigger than Delvin, but not as big as you. And you yank him back. Delvin. Uh, no, yeah, you yank Delvin back and this guy sort of stumbles and sort of stands up and is like, what are you doing coming into my pub and being a fight anyway? What's the meaning of this? He, he's drunk and, like, confused and angry. I just stare at Brick. I apologize. My friend has had a very long and tiring day. Well, well we all... I order you to go to bed. I have been tasked with your protection, which overrules overrules that. You were asked to follow my orders, not to protect me. I was asked to do both. (laughs) I swing a punch at the guy. I stop it. I... Gonna get out of your fucking grip, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah. you're swinging? Yeah. You gotta attack this guy. Yep. Okay. What's your reflex? One. One. Alright, roll off, both of you. 
four. You got four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you declare first, Brick. I'm going to pick him up. Delvin? Yes. Okay. So you, Delvin, see that he's going to pick you up. I would like to dodge out of that. Okay. I'm going to get you to roll a grip check and you to roll a athletics check to dodge it. Is it a, like, versus... I'm, I'm going to lose. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to say because you have the advantage here, hmm. um, I'm going to give. Can I'm you give acrobatics? Because I'm being, I'm trying to like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Weave. Acrobatics, and I'll let you have the advantage to your roll. All three dice, because I've got neg two. Because we're both poisoned. And I'm going to. And I'm, I'm going to. You didn't get poisoned. Endurance. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. Whee! One success! <laughs> hey, with my rolls, it's easy. Either I dominate you or I get nothing. Two successes. You almost failed. That's amazing. I was going to give him a disadvantage. Anyways. He picks you up. Brick picks you up like when you're about to like swing at this guy and dodge past Brick's grab. And I walk away. <laughs> Apologies. Enjoy your night. This dude just looks angry and confused. His beetroot red and like, just like, the man got a drunken piece. And he goes to walk out. It's like, I'm going to the other tavern. <laughs> and he walks up. <laughs> what do you do? I'm I get gonna... carried. Okay. Take you up to the room and you'll head up to the room. How do you, how do you want to proceed with the evening? It depends what Brick does with me. I put you down in the room. (laughs) This is adorable. (laughs) It was very good. What were you trying to achieve? It's my business. Yeah, it really is, eh? Well, I'm going to do my business and go to sleep. Screw this night. (laughs) Catalina goes and sleep in bed yep I I work on barricading the doors you barricade the doors yep quite successfully though it is a bit of a a grotty place the windows are at least pretty well bloody shut it's used to people trying to break or enter or steal or whatever so it's pretty well reinforced there are even some bars on the windows um not all of them but you know it's all pretty well locked up um now, if you'll allow a bit of time to pass, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after about three hours, and you might be sort of hazy or tired or whatever, you hear a few distant creaks. Catalina, you're fast asleep. Mm. Brick and Delvin, how have you spent four hours? Have you staring at Brick? I understand your frustration, but I cannot let you come to harm's way. I know your track record, mate. You'll fall asleep before me. <laughs> Both of you roll an endurance check. Now, this isn't to see if you stay awake. It's just to uh, both. Are we still f- fogged or are we got out? You're still fogged. I'm okay. going to say you have negative Neg one. one. It's, yeah, uh, three dice. One All right, cool. I was going to say challenge number one to stay awake okay. just because you're tired. Yep. Um. Yeah, you're awake. Holy crap! How do you, you, ever, how do you, you ever, ever fail that? <laughs> That's like six successes. How do you? Ever you fail are just that? like unblinking, like 
eyes sharp and open and watching every inch of his... Did you want to fight? <laughs> I, someone my own size, though. You can hit me. I will not hit you back. Well, then I'm not really getting what I want, am I? I can hit you if you want. <laughs> There's a I don't soft... want to die, <laughs> <laughs> There's a soft tap at the door in a rhythm that you, Delvin, actually recognize. May I get the door, sir? I will get it. Go right ahead, mate. Yeah, I open the door. After a whole bunch of scraping and dragging, (laughs) after ten minutes, you finally clear the doorway and you meet Pemble. I love him! This is Pemble. We have a new portrait. Having portraits is fun. here, Here he is. Let's take that in. You're welcome, podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Pemble, uh, do I know him? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, you him. recognize him as the man who yep, yep, uh, yep, yep. met you at the burning wasteland of the yep. opening episode. Uh, the the man who pushed Edgar's wheelchair, and he looks wild, like he is distraught and sweaty and covered in. So he's just got some dirt and scratches that looks like he's been through a whole world of pain. I walk straight up and attempt to push, like, gently push past Breck. To leave the room? No, to head straight to Pemble. Oh, no, I would invite, okay. I'd let Pemble in if I know him. Delvin I thought I'd never see you alive. Doesn't say anything. Wait, see you alive. He's northern. I thought I'd never see you alive. And embraces him. Yeah, he hugs thumpingly, just like, and he bursts into tears. He, um... He weeps, and Delvin, you actually know that he is um, Edgar's nephew. So, you know, he's close to to Edgar. And he just, like, shaking. You've never seen him. He was always the composer one, the one that held up his his uncle. It's like, he he never deserved deserved it like that. Don't say (sighs) too much, my friend. You're right. We're not in... There's eyes all around in this place. And ears right next to us. You're right. I should come in. May I? Oh, well, <laughs> he's the ears. And I point at, well, ear. And I point at Brick. Ainsley owns him. He's my new handler. Now, listen, I can't stay long. I'd like to talk. In more open circumstances. I think Catalina's signalling that. <laughs> would you guys wake her or would you, you just not? I'm not waking her. Yeah. Catalina's Sorry, just Catalina. Just just out. You know hey, what? Drunk roll, sleeping is awful. Roll a perception check to see if you notice stirrings and wake up. I'm going to say challenge level three. You still have a negative one. Mm. Fail. Yep. You're fast asleep. Now, I'm surprised I'm eating this town alive, I'll be honest. So I don't think it'd be wise if I see you again in here. But after I heard word that you were found, I knew I had to try. And I made it. I hope I make it back out again. Point is, Edgar's been doing some digging. I've got some information for you. I can give you more in depth later. But um, I think we, we have a lot we can inform each other with. Suffice it to say, I think there's um, some information here that might be of help. 
Your eyes only. You understand? I understand. And he hands over some papers. Very, like, well sealed and wrapped up and stuff. Where will you go, Pamble? I'll be outside the town wall. You tell me what, what side and gate, and I'll be about four miles distant I, from it. I look at Catalina. The name of her mother's fort that was a day away to the northeast. Is that the direction? Bartle Keep? Bartwell Keep, yeah. Bartwell Keep. Yep. Was that to the northeast? That's to, that's towards Ironspire. Yeah, like that way, though. Yeah. Or is it just east? Straight east. Ah. Yeah. Um, he, he does lean in and say, Now, you wanted a little information on that one. He sort of nods over at Catalina in the bed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to be a part of this, I can tell. No, it's just it's atmospheric. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm sure you've probably heard from Hangsley by this point that her father's alive, been alive all along. He's in the middle of being transported. He could be intercepted. Were that a priority? Problem that would expose the um, betrayal if Hangsley were to ever find out. Her father for my mother doesn't sound a good trade. Of course not. He... It's just worth knowing. He's got my mum. Who the fuck goes after someone's mum? There are far too many things that were left unknown. But this man, don't test him. (laughs) I know. I know we've got connections that we could uh, work on, but I think this is a project. This ain't an impulse. Control your impulses, Delvin. But I'm really good at impulses. Mm. Not with this one, you ain't. There's a reason he got to where he is. But I have a feeling I could help. I, I think in this one he's going to be able to outboy me anyway. He'll out everything you unless we plan carefully. And that's why Eastgate. Eastgate it is. She, and I referenced Cat, obviously, um, has connections that might even make his connections feel weak. Mm. The top of the Thinisian Tower is a pretty high peak, even by Ironspire standards. <sighs> I'd never imagine I'd be involved in such interwoven complexities without Edgar to help me understand it all. I'll do what I can. I'll see you four miles east of the East Gate tomorrow. Two hours after sunrise. I can do that. Stay I hope, safe. I hope to see you soon, Delvin. And he embraces you again. I can't lose another friend. I've got precious few of them. And he hugs tight. You've known Pemble for a long, oh. a long time. Yeah. Half your life. And he leaves without another word. And then I go to bed. And that's the end of our chapter. Yay! Wasn't that fun? That was fun. You know what's also going to be fun? Seeing everyone's reaction in the after party. You jerk. Ha <laughs> ha I'm sorry. Thank you to all of our patrons. Wait, wait. There they are. There they are, Yay. bloody patrons. Who had fun? This was fun. This was an intense, bloody episode. What a fun adventure. We still need to update the thing. Oh, no. We, we need a button. We need a button to update it. Yeah, he'll see it. He'll see it in person and be like, oh, the shame. Uh, but anyways... Time blink. Time blink. The Dark Fox. Professor X. Tickle Duck. 
Renaya, your taste is impeccable. That's ancient style. Oh, Mick, admire your AJ presence. AJ Macy. What a, Thanks, what everyone. An enjoyable cultural experience we've all had. Tonight. Oh, you can go fuck <laughs> This is so much fun, and I can't wait till next week. Do you feel bad for like forcing Delvin to sit and behave himself? Yeah. Put him in, put baby I in the corner. I did not enjoy it. I feel terrible. See you next week, guys. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>